Imagine this. You find an unopened Christmas card from a high school secret admirer, and you set out to find them and thank them. Welcome to the Our Family TV podcast, where we talk about family-friendly television entertainment the whole family can watch together. I'd like to welcome my guest, co-host Marissa Serafini. Marissa has specialized in online broadcast streaming and studio production for 10 plus years and has produced over 25,000 hours of podcasts. She earned her BFA in digital filmmaking and video production from the Illinois Institute of Art. In her free time, she enjoys reading, watching movies and television, and filming martial art seminars. Seminars, pardon me. Welcome, Marissa. Hi, Bobby. Nice to talk to you again. I know. I feel like it's been so long. I think the last time we spoke was probably at an HFR. Yeah, I think so. You're right. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah, it, it has. It has been, and life life goes on, though, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But here we are once again. Here we are once again, and I, I recall being on your, a guest on your podcast before with you and James doing the When Calls the Heart podcast. Right, and all those years ago. All those years ago, and now you're a guest on mine, so it's so exciting to have you here. We're so glad you're with us. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. It is my pleasure. Okay, so today we are going to do a movie review about the movie Open by Christmas. It aired originally Friday, November 12th on the Hallmark Channel. It stars Allison Sweeney as Nikki, Erica Durance as Simone, Brennan Elliott as Derek, and Michael Richards as Jeremy. It was written by Amy. I'm not, pre- I'm not quite sure how you pronounce the first name. It's A-M-Y-N. So I'm going to say Eamon, Catarelli, and Christine Conrad, directed by David Weaver, and executive produced by Allison Sweeney, Jamie Goring, Sean Williamson, and Craig Baumgarten, and I will give a brief description of the movie, and then we'll get into more discussion. So Allison Sweeney plays Nikki, who's a business professional in New York City. She comes home for Thanksgiving with her parents, and they share that they want to downsize her home and ask, the parents share that they want to downsize her home, and so they ask her to stay for a while to help them pack to move. Well, as Nikki starts going through her old thing, she discovers an unopened Christmas card that was packed inside a book. The card was actually like a love letter to Nikki from a secret admirer because they didn't sign the card. So with her best friend, Simone, who also lives in her hometown where her parents live, they set out to figure out who the secret admirer is. Now, Simone is divorced with a 15-year-old teenage son, and Simone is played by Erica Durance. And she is divorced with a 15-year-old son, Anthony, And she is also engaged to Jeremy, played by Michael Richards. And Anthony and Jeremy have established a great relationship um, together, which was really cool to see. I loved seeing that. And then Jeremy's best friend is Derek, played by Brennan Elliott, who also happens to be the realtor for Nikki's parents' home. So one thing leads to another, and so it's kind of uh, a number of things going on with these characters. Um, quite interesting. So I don't know. Would you like to elaborate on that description or any of the characters, Marissa? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that the plot really sets it up nicely that, you know, things are changing. They're like big life events are happening, like moving, uh, like retiring and moving into a different home and um, also getting married. So, like, there are a lot of big things happening. So, uh, I love how this movie really sets up, like, let's just do one more thing before our lives kind of change um, mm-hmm. dramatically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and there was a lot of things happening in this movie that, like, really keep you going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You're right. It's It really is about big life changes. And, um, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I really enjoyed it. So why don't we go ahead and, and just get into some questions, and then, of course, all of that is going to come out as we, we, we discuss, you know, what, what we enjoy about the movie. Because my first question is, what did you like best about the movie and why? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you the question and, and then you can answer first and then I'll give you my response after you're done. So the first question is, what did you like best about the movie and why? Um, I definitely loved the healthy friendship dynamic between Nikki and Simone, Allison and Erica. I, uh, I like watching these two on screen together. Individually, they're great on their own. And then watching them two together and bouncing off of each other and ripping off of, you know, their lines and just um, the, the character beats that you watch on screen. They, it felt so natural. And I truly believe them to be best friends. And then watching it, I'm like, how come we haven't seen other movies with these two together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we, or we need more movies in the future with these two paired up again. And I, I really enjoy seeing them two on screen. and. I was like, man, I really want a best friend like that. You know, mm-hmm. someone who's been there through all your ups and downs through grade school and high school and now together in life. And, um, you know, one's getting married. Another one has, you know, a very important job. You know, just like all the life um, scenarios you go through and to have your consistent best friend throughout all those years. It's like, what's that like? Because I... I, in a way, I got a little jealous. I was like, I don't, I didn't have that. And to see Nikki and Simone, I was like, man, you know, those relationships do um, exist in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really enjoyed watching these two women together. Well, you know, what's really funny is that was actually my favorite part of the movie. It's, it's like I enjoyed the relationship between Nikki and Simone. I mean, they had such great chemistry together, like you said, that that it was so natural. And, um, you know, one thing that I loved about this was, like, their relationship was front and center in this movie. So I felt like it almost was uh, in front of any kind of love relationships, romantic relationships. So I didn't see this movie as really like a rom-com even though that there were certainly romantic, you know, um, romantic displays in it and in it underlying, but I felt like their relationship was kind of front and center, and I really loved that. I And I loved it for the reasons that you said. Um, I, I also just kind of loved how, you know, like she realized at the end that high school wasn't as bad as she thought it was. I mean, how many of us, especially within the first 10 to 20 years outside of high school, I mean, not so much now at my age, but um, when you're like first removed from high school, how you kind of look back and 
you, you kind of like are really hard on yourself and kind of like second guessing yourself. I should have did this or I shouldn't have did that or, or whatever. And it's still kind of awkward. I know junior high is kind of like the most awkward time at high school can still oh be very goodness. awkward too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. I was going to say more junior high, middle school was more tumultuous for me than mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Me too. Um, but I really liked just their whole relationship. It it seemed real. It's like you said, you could see them just being best friends, you know, even outside of the movies, like in, in their personal life, because it was so natural. And I really loved how they portrayed the relationship between Anthony and Jeremy. So he would be the stepson uh, to be and the stepdad to be. And it was a positive relationship. You know, so often when we, when, when we talk about step parents or stepchildren, whatever, it, it almost seems like it's in a more negative light, not in a positive light. And um, this was definitely presented in a positive light. They got along so well to the point that Simone actually felt left out. She felt left out because she felt that her son and her fiance, you know, were always doing things without her. And frankly, as a mother of three sons, I could, I could relate to that. Like I could relate to what she was feeling. Like she, she, she wanted to have a picture with him, um, with Santa and he's 15 years old. And of course he doesn't want to do that, but she's like, I only have three years left with him before he's gone basically. And he's 18. And so I, I, I totally can relate to her feelings and I just thought she did such a great job on conveying that um you know to the viewers of of how vulnerable she was with respect to that relationship and uh just I thought the acting was really good I thought the um there were a couple scenes with Allison Sweeney where you know she teared up and she cried and it was it was again so it was not overdone. It was just like right on point. It was super good. I agreed. And going into the film, I didn't really expect it to get so dramatic. Right. And I was like, wow, this, this isn't on Hallmark's Movies and Mysteries. This is on regular Hallmark. Um, and, uh, but, but, you know, I really did enjoy that because it felt more real. It felt more honest and genuine when you can relate. And it's, it's more so when you look back certain things in life and then like you remember how you felt um especially for nikki's character when she's reminiscing about her high school and she wasn't happy and she didn't smile and all that and mm-hmm. then like you have those feelings bubble up again like i definitely understand that um mm-hmm. and then you know uh, on the flip side with simone and her feeling left out from her own family from her own son um that has to be unfortunate because even when i was watching i was like i'm i'm not a parent <laughs> I haven't been in that position yet, but I was like, is this something I have to worry about in the future? <laughs> um, depending on how many children I have, you know? So I was like, oh gosh, I, I, and now I have to, like this to, you know, worry about. So, and it felt, it felt so real. It wasn't, uh, you know, um, like over our heads, you know, like it hitting the nail over the head in, in that way. It didn't feel overbearing. Right. Um, but it was like, it just touched it enough for us to understand what they were feeling. And then 
at the pace of this movie, it was just like, okay, this is how they're feeling. Now we're moving on, you know? And, uh, and I really liked it. I really liked how, um, they scratched the surface enough for, unders- mm-hmm. for us to understand what they were feeling. Totally. And I think, you know, I, I thought it just was such a great portrayal of reality in that, you know, like the homes weren't lavish. I mean, they were nice, but they weren't like these lavish homes. So, so often in some of the Christmas movies, you know, they have these like amazingly lavish homes and yet, you know, their occupation that would, in my mind, wouldn't really support that. Um, right. right. And so not this, like a Nancy Myers kitchen. <laughs> exactly. And so yeah. it's like, this was so much more realistic and the focus was on the relationship. The focus wasn't on Christmas decorations or it's almost like this movie could have been done outside of Christmas. Like it didn't have to be a Christmas movie, you know, cause it was so much focused on the relationships. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and I was like, if you take away the Christmas card or just like Christmas mm-hmm. holiday in and of itself and it was just a love letter card, yep. you could place this movie at any part totally. of the year. Totally. You're absolutely right. Totally. And I really enjoyed that because like I said, whether it's the homes or sometimes even the decorations are just like overdone, you know, especially when they do like these outside scenes and they're walking down the street in a city and, and you have wreaths and trees decorated and that everywhere. I'm sorry. I've never been to a city like that. And I've, I've been to a lot of places at Christmas time. I think sometimes they overdo it and it's like oversold and well, it's pretty. I mean, I have to admit, I enjoy looking at it, but like there is just um, an element of realism in the movies this year that I'm seeing uh, from all the networks that, you know, they're reflecting divorce, they're reflecting people of color, um, that is just more real and that diversity is, is it's rich. And it's, it's when, when they can focus on the relationships like they're doing in this movie, I mean... I'm there. I mean, that's to me what it's all about because it helps us. We learn from them about life. And, you know, I actually did get to speak with Brennan Elliott um, as a preview to this movie. So this is kind of fun. I got to do a preview of the movie with him and then now doing the review of the movie with you. And what's really interesting is that, you know, Brennan thought it was very special. And he, um, when he talked about his character, he was talking about how he had to play somebody who was awkward and and like vulnerable and he you know really hasn't had to do a lot of that in the Hallmark movies like he had to come from a different perspective and um so I thought that was really interesting too and I thought he did a really good job in the movie of playing that character you know that he he was he he really came across that way I agree, and especially, like, not to jump ahead, but, like, near the end when he's trying to explain himself. Like, you can mm-hmm. see he, he was like, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> How do I explain myself in, in this way? Like, you could see he was, like, truly at loss for words. To- totally. Something that we normally don't see with Brendan Elliott's characters, because usually he always plays the, you know, suave debonair, always right. together, put together right. kind of guy who is very straightforward and, and knows what you know, it knows the type of person he is in life. So like to see him kind of like at loss and out of character, you know, it's, it's refreshing, especially when you see the same actors every single year in multiple different movies, you mm-hmm. know, we, we kind of already understand 
what type of what type of character they're going to be playing. Right. So yeah, agreed. It, it was a little bit different from what we're used to seeing him. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So if you had the chance to ask a, a character in this movie a question, what would it be? Oh yeah, you know I thought about this. Um, I because you know I had a completely different high school experience than <laughs> these characters did, and especially mm-hmm. Nikki. Mm-hmm. Seemingly so, being a valedictorian, she seems successful. She seems very smart. I mean, she, she's a math whiz, apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, I think my question would be like, why do you think you were so unpopular, mm. or so unhappy? As like, I, I understand we get busy with constantly doing like the extracurriculars we were doing, but um, I was just wondering, like, being valedictorian, like you were the top of, like, literally top of your class, top of your A game. And, like, I don't want to say, like, as broad generalizations. Like, usually that kind of puts you higher than a lot of people in that sense. Like, popularity status and whatnot. Maybe completely different from where I am, considering I'm from a very, very small place. Um, Like, my graduating class was only six feet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, people, everyone knew who each, you know, everyone knew who everybody was. Right. So, when she was valedictorian, I just want to think, like, where amongst your high school career do you, where, why do you think you were so unpopular? Was it just because of that, um, that one unfortunate incident near the end on your last day of high school that you're, like, basing your whole four years of high school just because of that one bad experience? Or mm-hmm. was it you were so unhappy those four years? I, it, I just didn't see the correlation between, like, her being so successful in high school, but I guess she wasn't happy here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I just want to see like what, why, and where do you think you got so unhappy during your high school years? Mm-hmm. Well, I was curious about whether or not she had any serious relationships like over the past 22 years, because they used that 22 years that it had been 22 years since high school. So, you know, she didn't really talk about any kind of, um, relationships, but I thought it was interesting when she went, when she agreed to set out to find her secret admirer, she, her question was, what if I find him? And I thought that was like so compelling. Like that was just such an interesting question. Um, she stated that she was working on herself so that she could be the best for a partner. But like mm-hmm. how long is she, it's like, again, is she dwelling on the past? This is this one bad experience in high school that she's based her whole life even though she's been successful you know she was clearly successful at the very beginning of the movie she was presenting a strategy and you know she was clearly successful in her job and so it really kind of saddens me when I think about the the past 22 years like if she wouldn't put herself out there because she was she was afraid of rejection which is what Derek told her he, he told yeah. her that she may be afraid of rejection, and she was kind of taken aback by that, but it was the truth. Absolutely. And yeah. to kind of piggyback off of what you said earlier is that, you know, what if he does find me? I was more surprised that, like, she immediately went to, like, sadness. To, like, I don't want to say negativity, but she, she did get sad every time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are, are you that afraid that, because, like, she was afraid that the guy wouldn't even remember that he did that wouldn't even remember her that she wasn't memorable in that sense I was like how low do you think of yourself Mm -hmm. and that's what saddens me I was like apparently you were 
like you were a great student. You were you were a good person compared to your friends, you know, what they say, what everybody says about you, but it didn't seem like she thought really highly of herself. Mm-hmm. And that's what like really hurt me. Right. Watching her. No, I agree because it's like you had said before, she was valedictorian of her class. She was cl- clearly very bright. And so, like, if she felt that way, what about students that weren't nearly, you know, as advanced as her or as successful? It's like, it kind of, like, puts it into perspective. It's like, wow, was she just really, really hard on herself? Um, I mean, clearly. And um, so what about the screenwriter? If you had the chance to ask the screenwriter a question about the movie, what would that be? Oh, um, my question would be, how do you find a balance between two big main storylines? Because mm. you have Nikki and trying to find the mystery man who wrote this love letter card to her. And then you have Simone and the two guys trying to keep a, and try to keep the secret of um, buying this house, her dream house that she always had. And on top of her future marriage um, between, you know, uh, Simone and and Jeremy, so like there were two main storylines. So how do you find the balance? Because quite honestly, I thought Simone's storyline was bigger. Mm-hmm. We it had more airtime, and it had more characters attached to this storyline, being you know Nikki, the realtor, Jeremy, and the son. There, it, it felt like this 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 should have been the A storyline, and the card should have been the B storyline. Mm-hmm. It did feel that so, way. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. That, that Now that you bring that up, it's almost like what I was saying in the beginning. It's like I felt that their their relationship was more front and center than anything else, like the friendship between the two gals, between Nikki and Simone. And I really thought that was refreshing, you know, that this was, um, although like I said before, it really didn't feel as much like a Christmas movie. It, it was really more about the relationship. I mean, there were Christmas parts to it, you know, they decorated the new home and, and all of that kind of thing. And it was about her coming home um, at Christmas Thanksgiving. It was really and just a backdrop. It was. It really Christmas was a backdrop. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, like you said, you really could take this and put it at any part of the year. Yeah. It, didn't have, it really didn't have to be a Christmas movie. But you know what? I would have still watched it. Me too. Totally. Totally me too. So so my question is really about, like, where was the hometown? Like, I, I couldn't quite place where that was. I mean, she talked about, you know, her parents maybe moving to northern New York. So I'm guessing it was a suburb of mm-hmm. New York City, I'm guessing, but I wasn't quite sure about that. Not that it's important, but I just kind of like to know that, like the setting, you know, where where did that take place? And then also um, just kind of secondarily is, you know, I would really like to see these characters together again as well. So it would be kind of fun to have a follow-up to this movie uh, because I really enjoyed their relationship. Like I really enjoyed the part where they had kind of a little bit of a disagreement and kind of stepped away from each other, but then came, right. but then came back together pretty quickly without, you know, uh, too much fuss. And, but I think that's kind of how friends would do it. Uh, so I thought yeah, they absolutely. portrayed it the way that it would actually happen. Right. And lifelong friends, 
mm-hmm. such as this relationship would have. I mean, and it's definitely natural to have a moment of disagreement, but you know, still love each other and still care about each other enough to like take a step back and then like recuperate <laughs> ten minutes later to you know be like, all right, we're we're not going to agree on everything, but they still you know, approached it like mature adults that they are and, you know, they still love each other at the end of the day. Right. And they, and, and they, and they know like their friendship is not going to ruin one disagreement. Right. And they, and they shared that too. They, they told each other they loved each other. And I really liked that as well because multiple times, multiple times. And you don't really hear that so much in the movie because yeah. most of the time it seems like these movies really are between the romantic relationship and not about friendships. And so, you know, yeah, I'm I'm thinking we want we need to have more of these kind of movies because I thought that was really really well done, really well done. Absolutely, and I think that's a testament to um, Allison and Erica themselves Definitely. because mm-hmm. they are individually they're amazing actresses. I mean, like <laughs> the reason why we chose this movie is because I am a humongous fan of Erica Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from Smallville, and of course of all the other movies that she's been on as well, but. But so to see these two women together, I was like, and of course we love Allison in and and of herself. So to have these two together, it's like, of course I'm going to watch it because they're both amazing Mm -hmm. and they're even better together. Yeah, they really really were. They really were. It's like you said, they're they're both such wonderful actresses on their own. But together, I mean, it was just like, it was just like really good. Just... It was just really good. So what it's do like you, you didn't realize like you could love them even more? Right, totally. So what do you, what did the main characters learn about themselves and how do they change? Um, what I love about Simone is that her biggest fear in this story was that she was losing her son, mm-hmm. um, and she was losing precious time. But I love the moment where she's talking to her stepmother, or no, her mother-in-law all these steps, you know, all these characters, the mother-in-law, Jeremy's mother. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I love how they pepper throughout the movie that like, Oh, she doesn't like me. This is going to be a long weekend. I have to deal with her mentally prepare for her being here and stuff. So like they already established that they don't like each other, but then to have the most realization type of conversation between two mothers who just like get it, who understand what it's, it's hard to be a parent. Um, and, that turning conversation like really helped Simone's character. Like sometimes you just have to let go. You mm-hmm. have to let people be who they are and let you know, and it's her son. If you truly love them, you gotta let them grow and be their own character and be their own person. And I felt like that was a growing point for her because that was her biggest fear. She was losing, but it's more so her letting go and her accepting it. And at the end of the day, they came back to her. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the son went back to her. Right. That was really sweet. I, I really loved how they did that. I really loved how they yeah. did that. And I thought between um, her mother-in-law, I think her name was Miriam, between Miriam and Simone, like, ultimately, they had a whole lot more in common than they, they realized. I mean, I really liked how Erica Durant played Simone in that that struggle at the beginning, like she was so concerned about having to meet her and for her to have, you know, like her coming to stay there for, I don't know, however long it was, 10 days or whatever. And like, she was so concerned about that. And rightfully so, because when Miriam shows up, you know, she's not 
the sweetest person or anything like that. But ultimately at the end, like they come to terms with each other and they just had so much more in common than, than they realized. And so I thought they played that out very well. Also, um, I think that Nikki realized, you know, at the end that her memory of high school wasn't accurate and that changed her whole perspective, I think about herself and that opened her up. And then Derek was able, who was now a mature adult and he was able to finally approach Nikki and share how he felt about her. And, um, I thought it was kind of, it was kind of a fun, um, and creative approach where, you know, this card that Derek had written to Nikki back in high school, he didn't sign it. And so she sought out to find somebody and they started looking at the handwriting and they figured out it was a left-handed person because of how they crossed their T's, I believe. And, and so then somehow Miriam is looking at this card and, and she has like this dreadful look on her face because she realizes that it's her son, um, Jeremy's handwriting. And so they're all kind of like in shock because they're thinking, what Jeremy had a thing for Simone. Um, right. And, and which is like a really common thing. Between it totally. Best friends. Absolutely. They're like, of course, at one right? point, they have to be into the same guy or the same person. That it, both of them. Totally, totally. And so then, but it turns out that of course, Jeremy wrote it for Derek because Derek had terrible handwriting. And, um, and so then also, right. and this was, Oh, sorry. This no, was no, no. Moment okay. Where I, I was thinking like, no, you don't know your fiance's handwriting. Right. That's true. Like, oh, you've been together for uh, assumingly a long time enough, enough time to pass. For you to be engaged and to start a life together, you don't know your fiance's handwriting. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's true. That that, that I, that's a I good like point. to think that you know your husband's handwriting. Yeah, I know my significant sure. other's handwriting. It, mm-hmm. That was just one thing. I was like, hmm. How, how did she miss that? Because she did read the card herself. So. That's true. That you know, I ne- that that never even crossed my mind. I, that just didn't cross my mind, and that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, she should have recognized it. Interesting. Yeah. So what good insights into life are in this film? Um, I really like the the whole reflection because especially, you know, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and it, And I think it's like when you finally take the time to like step back or step away from something that you've known for so long, such as high school, um, but then to like reflect on something that you think is wasn't great, it actually, you know, wasn't as bad as you think and Mm -hmm. I think that is just a reflection on a lot of things in life sometimes you know when you're in the thick of it and you're like that's like that world that you're currently in it just like consumes you and that's all you can think about is like oh this is the worst days of my life you know but then like you reflect on it years later you're like maybe it wasn't you know so it's like it's when you take uh take a step back and like uh you know really your environment and, and look around you're like you know what it's not too bad and and I think a lot of people can apply that to life like not everything is as worse as mm-hmm. you think it is or it's not as bad as you think it is mm-hmm. and and mine's kind of similar it's like that things are never as they seem 
you know, we sometimes tell ourselves a story about how things were or are, but if we don't communicate with anyone about it, we may just simply be wrong. Um, communication is important, especially if you have negative thoughts about how you were or are perceived. So if you have a, you know, try to find a, somebody who can speak truth in the matter. Like a true friend is going to tell you the truth um, and seek it out and just say, you know what, I really would like to know. And I know that in the beginning of the movie, uh, when they first started talking about her being in high school, I think they did make comments, both her mom and Simone, saying, oh, come on, it wasn't that bad kind of thing. And But I, she, she really just kind of dismissed it because in her heart she felt that it was. So I think right, it, absolutely. It, mm-hmm. if you can seek I, somebody out to speak, seek somebody um, out to speak truth into it that, that you trust, then I think you need to like accept that and, and don't be so hard on yourself. Right. And I think we, like, we get to the point where it's just like all of her vision is history. Mm-hmm. And the, the good thing with Simone and Nikki is that they have been together their entire lives. So it is nice to see, or to have that best friend be like, this is how I remember it. How do you remember it? Because mm-hmm. to have the outside source tell you, no, you know, that's, that's not exactly how it goes. So to have someone else like give you some credibility or like, or even, you know, call out your uncredibility, um, I, I think it was good for them to check each other. You're like, mm-hmm. no, you think this, but it really wasn't. Yeah, and uh, I really did like that because I think we all need that type of person in we, life to we do. Remi- always constantly remind us it um, something that we think it is might not be mm-hmm. the way we actually think it was. Right. I mean, we need people to speak truth into us. We need people. We certainly need encouragement, but we also need people to speak truth into us because sometimes we go off base, and you know our perceptions are just going to be off base sometimes. And um, so we need to have somebody that can, can speak that truth for sure. Yeah. What about who better than your best friend? Totally. And, and, and so that's what, again, yeah. So let's talk about final thoughts. What do you you think? I love, I loved this film. This is not going to leave my DVR anytime soon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, really want to see Erica and Allison do another movie together. Whether mm-hmm. it be a follow-up to this one or a completely new movie in general. Or, heck, even do a Hallmark series where they're best friends together. I'm for it. We just need to see these two women on screen again sometime in the near future. Um, I really liked the family aspect of this film because I, I wasn't expecting it. Because just watching the promo for this film, you only see it's a, it's a mystery. You know, we're trying to figure out the secret lover to this card mm-hmm. uh, but when you watch the film it is so much more than that and that's what I really um, loved about this film that I got so much more than I bargained for totally yeah I, I, I totally agree I really enjoyed the movie I, I mean I would love something like this what a great suggestion to put something like this into a series where it's it's about the friendship and just kind of like the trials of life as they're going through them and dealing with you know again life um to be able to watch them together doing that man that would be that would be really awesome and so because this wasn't the typical Hallmark movie in my book it just wasn't and and I'm seeing uh-huh. I'm seeing more and more of that 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 it's they're really trying hard 
to not follow the formula like that they've had in the past. And, and I really appreciate that. And this one was just really all about the relationships. Like I said before, I don't, you could have put this movie, played this movie all year long. You could have made the card an Easter card, a birthday card, a whatever card. I mean, it could have been anything and, and it would work because it was about the relationships. And isn't that life? I mean, it should be about relationships. Uh, that's, that's what our life should be about is how we are relating with other people. And um, so... I just I just thought it was really a good movie and I would love to see either um as you suggested a series or just another movie um maybe either it could be a prequel or a sequel or whatever and I I think I would really enjoy that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean and we're always, we're always seeing uh you know a male and female couple again in more movies and we're seeing you know relationship parents that we like so much within the hallmark community and you know they just make more movies so they can do more movies together like i think in the in our day and age we need to have more movies just to have friends you know be in the same movies again not just relationships uh you know romantic relationship but friendships as well totally totally we we should see more of those films too Mm -hmm. definitely definitely Um, And I think, you know, like thinking about that, you know, I think one of the, you know, know, we both kind of met watching When Calls the Heart. And one of the things that I thought was so strong on When Calls the Heart was the community. And there was a lot of emphasis on the relationship, say, between Abigail and Elizabeth. And I think that was a really strong part of the show. And, um, you know, so I think, you know, putting those kinds of movies together it doesn't have to be a romantic comedy it can be about friendship like you said i think i would totally support that i would i would love to see more of that as well so one of the things we like to do in the podcast is uh, and i wonder if and i was wondering if you have any i wonder ifs about this movie or cast or anything Mm, about this movie i wonder if this would work like our it's more so like like we've been saying this whole show is that like we really like these two women together. I wonder if it would work with two other leading Hallmark female leading, you know, characters that we know and love. Like would the chemistry be as genuine as these two on camera if we casted different actresses for Simone and Nikki? I wonder if it would have worked with the storyline. Wow, that's a really great question. Um, I I wonder if if they could do a similar kind of a movie with two guy actors, it, you know, in the same vein yeah. where it's it's two guys. Now I know that they really try to emphasize the female leads, but you know, I mean, why does it always have to be that? I mean, I I would recommend that they consider anything and everything as far as that goes, as far as those relationships goes for friends. Um, it could also be a true platonic friendship between um, a man and a woman, you know, where the focus is on the friendship and is clear that they're friends, not where right. in the end they, you know, fall in love. Because I know they've done that before. They and end up that they love each other. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's not what I'm saying, because I wouldn't want that. Like, I'm, I'm actually talking about friendship where, right. where you could see, you know, 
can they make that work? Because I think that would actually be a challenge. You know, I mean, in real life, I know my husband and I, Dave, um, we always said that, that, you know, it would always, it would be a challenge to be like best friends with somebody from the opposite sex, somebody that you're attracted to, whatever. Like, I'm not sure how you would do that. And it always mm-hmm. seemed like whenever we would watch a movie, ultimately at the end or at some point, they were trying to get together. And it's like, I would love to see it portrayed where they're not doing that. So this was just refreshing. And so I would like to see them explore, um, yeah, more of those kinds of, yeah, of relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Agreed. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marissa, Agreed. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and I, I know that we both hope that you're able to watch Open by Christmas um, on the Hallmark Channel. So if you missed the original airing, if you check your local listings, I'm sure it's going to be on again because they do repeat the movies um, throughout the season. And oh, yeah. I definitely know it's airing like at least three more times this upcoming week. Not that time stamps the show, but it, it's definitely in the running. <laughs> right. Definitely. So where can everyone find you on social media, Marissa? Everyone can follow me at Serafini TV. I will spell that for you. For those who don't know, it is S-E-R-A-F-I-N-I-T-V. Um, yeah, you can follow me there everywhere. <laughs> Wonderful. And you can find us on social media at, at Our Family TV. And you can email us at hello at ourfamilytv.com. So we thank you for listening to the Our Family TV podcast, and we'd appreciate a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. But until we meet again, we hope you're sitting on the couch with your family, eating a big bowl of popcorn, and watching a TV movie. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you so much, Marissa. It's been fun.